about to put a Benadryl in his water. Welcome to the One More Rep Podcast, where we take it beyond the barbell. I'm your host, Modingo, and with me with a full belly of Hickory River Barbecue is Protein Shake. What's up, man? <laughs> I like me some protein shakes. <laughs> what, yeah. do you, what, what, what do you use? Well, it was on Promacil, and then and they, call, they made a big thing here called Bromacil. They put my... Oh, bro, yeah. <laughs> Monica told me about yeah, that. Yeah, they put my face on the... Bro muscle. Bro. Is that bro muscle? What? Yeah. Um, I'm starting to try out this ascent protein. So, and that's this. Okay. That, is that the stuff I picked up? Yeah. yeah. The sample. What are, they, what are they about? When I, when I first heard people talk about you try sample, like I had no idea what I was like, what are you talking about? Like the mall, the Chinese restaurant, the mall is like, what? what? You try <laughs> sample. You know, they always stand there and say, you try sample. I was like, oh, that's horrible. That's horrible. That's so I horrible. I used to go by like five times. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I have spent some time in the, in the Pacific, but I've never seen bourbon chicken <laughs> during all my travels. No thing, though. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I've never seen bourbon chicken that's in not, Korea it's not bourbon or chicken. Japan. Yeah. It's not bourbon chicken in here either. It's- yeah. That stuff is... But just like they always say with Chinese food, like you eat it and you're hungry like 45 minutes later. It's all the MSG, I think, just runs through your system. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Especially for guy, people like us that don't, you know, use a lot of that stuff. The you get headaches? If I eat, like, I, if I eat um, anything processed. Yeah. Like if Actually, I, yeah, I had migraine yesterday. And that third voice you hear is our good friend, Jenna Fisher. How Hi. are you, Jenna? Good. How are you? I'm well. Good. That's it. Yeah, I'm just chilling. Taking lots of pictures. She, ain't doing, um, she hasn't done anything, actually. Last thing we just recorded, she said like five words. Well, that wasn't wanted. That's not what you say. This is Fisher and Friends. I, I don't really you. have anything to say. That's a first. Mark that down, Mo. I'll insert uh, when I want to be insert. I'm going to write that down in my combo. diary. But yeah, protein shake's good. Ascent's good. Um... Want to sh- want to send a shout out to, I think it's going to be Jess McCray. She sent us a message asking us some questions about um, looking for a new box. She's over in Germany. I'm not sure if they're down with the Team Mayhem or not. I'm going to assume that anybody from Germany is down with Mayhem. Okay, so we're going to um, no automatically Mayhem. put you in the down with the Team Mayhem. If not, they should be. Of course, because you know Germany's like it's like the size of Dayton, right? <laughs> couple people but uh thanks for shooting uh, that question out she was just asking us questions about how to uh find a gym again her situation is a little bit different where because where they are at there's not a lot of crossfit gyms around them so they've been just doing regular fitness but want to get back into crossfit once they get back to the u.s and bro shot them back a nice message yeah they're moving to virginia so yeah and there's from what i hear there's a couple crossfit boxes in virginia yeah just a couple yeah so hopefully the they'll have the opportunity to find a, a new CrossFit home for themselves. Out. She told me where they were in Virginia. I'd see. Uh, yeah. They're going to be uh, moving back to Charlottesville, Virginia. Charlottesville, Yeah. If nothing else, there's a nice NASCAR track right by there. What is that one? Charlottesville. 
Well, what race is it? Uh, I'm not sure which race it is. I can't think of it at the top. Come on, NASCAR. Come on, man. I, I got a lot of balls that I'm juggling right now. Yeah. I got to remember sport, we're, you know, fitness, Ricky NASCAR, Ricky. I don't know what to do with my hands, <laughs> but, um, if we get any people in Virginia and I know we do have a pretty, uh, when I look at the numbers, we, we get a pretty routine, uh, downloads from Virginia. So if you're near Charlottesville, that'd be pretty sweet. If you guys could hook them up and let them know about your box and why, why maybe they should come there. As always, uh, thanks for all that interaction. Um, our numbers have been going up, your interactions been going up and it actually is pretty awesome. We did, uh, last week, the ask us anything. Jenna likes to throw those questions out there every once in a while. The one uh, I thought bro was going to have an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> so as if you were lucky enough to see that you got to witness that as well. I was a little concerned when I saw the video, but here he is standing in front of us. So he must've been able to get over that. Wait, Why were you concerned? Because just the look on your face, man, I thought you were going to, I thought you were going to have an aneurysm. If I hear it one more damn time, I am going to have an aneurysm. <laughs> see, I don't even want to say it. It's like, what, um, the shrimp prince? what's the, the Harry Potter dude. You can't say his name. Uh, Voldemort. Voldemort. Yeah. It's the same type of deal. I don't want to go down that he path. Can't be yeah. named. I don't want to speak of the devil because the de- then you're inviting him into your house. You know, it's one of those things. Are you comparing me to the devil? <laughs> That's exactly what he just did. What the hell? First the babies. Now you. <laughs> All right. So this week's episode. Um, where did this come from, bro? Actually, I think it was. Um, Tara Hewitt. Is that what it was? Yep. Tara's always coming up with a good idea. She, she, yeah, she she is. Yeah, shout out to Tara Hewitt. She she does do a lot of interacting, and she does give Whoa, us. Oh, hold on a second. Pretty I sure she. I see what just happened. She came up with the fish room. Yes. <laughs> oh, is that where, what, is that where it all stems from? That's where it's from. Okay. That I knew you had a freaking angle while you were sucking up, you asshole. Okay. Yeah. That now yeah. that makes per, yep. that makes more sense. Yep. I okay. knew it. She tried to sneak that one. You can't sneak it past me, even though I'm looking at where the hell Charlottesville, Virginia is. Uh, you can't sneak. You can't sneak me. Mm. Okay. So what did Tara say? About what? When she when talking about this whole. She's, we put up a thing about new topics for the new year. Uh huh. And this is one of the things she put up and I put it in my notes. Okay. I thought it was a pretty good topic and I think everybody can relate on multiple Absolutely. levels. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of those ones that's going to go outside of fitness. It's going to apply to everybody that's listening. And anybody that you guys share this with that isn't necessarily a CrossFitter or, or a someone who's into fitness, but anybody who has, you know, a life, life <laughs> a career, so that family, takes friends. Gen- that takes Jen out of the question. <laughs> well, she's got, she, she's got family. Kind of. Okay. <laughs> I don't know after today. <laughs> Probably not. But, but she, she packed her kids up. They're <laughs> in my car. You're, my dogs are in the Are car. you serious? Hey, come on. If, if you're cold, they're cold. You can't just leave them out there. They're fine. I wasn't cold. <laughs> There's you, a blankie in there. Did you, uh, are there, you playing some journey in there or something for yeah. them? Okay. That's all right. It's not like it's hot. <laughs> if it was hot, it would be a different story. You seen the, uh, picture where it's the goth kids in the van It was like, don't leave your goss, uh, in the car. <laughs> if you're hot, they're hot. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'll see if I can dig that up. But getting back to our episode, um, we're just going to call this one falling off the wagon. Um, it has, you know, that phrase has many implications across many spectrums and domains, but we're going to talk about it as it pertains to what we talk about on the show, which is generally fitness, nutrition, um, life, that sort of thing. And, uh, probably going to bounce around a lot of different topics because it's all interrelated. Jenna pointed that piece out earlier. Cause we were trying to figure out where we're going to start, but 
it's just one of those things where no matter where you start, we're going to get to the whole story because this happens to everybody. It's on relative scales based on the individual and uh, what they're going through. But I mean, it's pertaining to CrossFit. You know, I see it as an owner and you see with athletes, they, we thought we'd start off with the scheduling conflict yeah. because we're starting sports season up and that's pretty tough for parents mm-hmm. who have kids and at least one sport, one kid and one sport. And now if you have two kids and, and freaking soccer just yeah. eats up so much time, I've never heard of so much traveling except for soccer. And it's like the schedule's insane. Yeah. I was lucky that none of my kids, well, okay, well, I don't mean lucky in that respect, but just as much soccer as can be played throughout the year. Cause they have like, you know, club. Yeah. That you get that club soccer, but my kids uh, played soccer when they were younger and it was very brief. But uh, I mean, I had two boys that played football, one that played basketball uh, for one season, one wrestled while the other was doing um, swimming. Ugh. And then one did golf, one did track. And then now my daughter's playing softball. So it's like pretty much every sport covered <laughs> for every know, season. For every season. So you get no, you get no break. Yeah. Summer is my break. Wow. <laughs> but even that with the off season conditioning and all that stuff, but you know, having, you know, being lucky enough to have enough equipment in the garage that the kids can kind of maybe miss some workouts like at their school and, and, and do it in the gym. And plus we got that big pasture, which I've made him strap a parachute on and run up and down the pasture and stuff like that. Yeah. Horses don't like it very much. Most training camp. <laughs> he's running a training camp at his farm. Maybe I'll come. I told you he's getting ready to start a gym. <laughs> One of those rudimentary, very basic gyms where it's all function, functionally based. Yeah. But uh, for those of you that are parents, I think you can all understand what we're talking about here when it comes to, you know, you want your children to embrace healthy behaviors. A lot of that is introduced through sports, but then you also have to make sure making sure you're getting your fitness and your activity in as well. Well, you can't CrossFit and take a kid to practice. No, because usually CrossFit classes are taking the same time yep. as practice. Yep. Yeah. And I, that that's the off, often the cases where, Hey, where you been? Oh, mm. kids. Yeah just their their schedule's crazy i'm like shit make him take a bus <laughs> hire a nanny but the thing is is you know if you're running people to different locations and you gotta wait till practice is over you can't swing here and get a workout in and then yeah. get back by the time practice is over and i'm sure you have they got school work and all that other crap and so falling off the wagon this is the time of season where sports it starts rule. to happen yeah. yeah because it's very easy um you get in you know, not a lot of people can juggle a lot of things at one time mm-hmm. and oh, um, do it well and do it well. Yeah. So something usually gives. And like we've always said, CrossFit's usually the first, first thing to, thing to give. go. Yeah. Not that they quit comedy or they cancel the membership is just, they can't, they, they can't. only get one or two days a week mm-hmm. and they're used to doing five. Well, now they're getting pissed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and just emotionally that probably has a huge tear. I mean, we, we all, yeah. I, I think I'll go ahead and vouch for most parents and say that we all love our kids. he said most most of us but yeah i mean we all want to see our kids succeed and we want to get them exposed to different things like that and when we take it we we take a back seat to the well-being of our children i think we as parents don't take into consideration the negative impact (laughs) that 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 is placed that we place upon ourselves with that sacrifice get your ass in the car (laughs) practice is over What do you mean you? What do you mean you hate softball? Do you realize I missed two watts this week because you're at softball practice? My favorite benchmark. 
<laughs> you see these pants? See how tight these are? This is your fault. Your and fault. And they're sweats. <laughs> <laughs> Go to your room. Yeah. <laughs> You're done. Yeah, yeah. As parents and caregivers, you know, we want the best for our children. We want to give them things that we didn't have. And uh, we, we, we make sacrifices upon ourselves. But... There is a, there's a, there's a price to be paid. Yeah. It's your poor kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's and, so and it's our poor kids. Yeah. We, so we, Jamie Metcalf, yeah. <laughs> friend of the show. Yeah, no, it's, uh, <laughs> she has, uh, boys has, in different age groups and then she has different things. Four, three, three, three 15 three. or okay. 16, I think. But they're, yeah, they, they're spread out a little bit. I met 15 or 16 kids. <laughs> no, um, but yes. <laughs> You know, it's, it's very challenging and you're right there. Okay. Say, say you go to work and you have a bad day and you used to be able to come here and laugh and have a good time. And then, you know, by the time you're done with the workout, you peel, you put yourself on the ground. Like we talked about, you feel better about yourself. Mm-hmm. Typically that's now taken away from you. Yeah. So now a you're, couple times a week. you're leaving yeah. work, rushing to pick your kids up. Hopefully they ate. If not, you're getting them food well, to eat. Or, or, or hopefully they did their homework too. Whatever yeah. the damn schedule is. Mm-hmm. Then you're taking them, rushing them to practice. You're at a practice of them running around doing shit that you probably don't even care about, to be honest. I mean, it's just be honest. Maybe a sport that you don't have, you don't, you don't, you never played. So right, maybe you like, don't understand it. Yeah. And, um, so basically, we just gave everyone birth control if you want to work out all the time. <laughs> Don't have children. And uh, then you wait till it's over. By that time, it's like six or eight. I got to go home. Got to finish whatever they got to do for school. Yeah. You know, you're commit, you can like me and just skip all that school part. And then. <laughs> and maybe even have to cook dinner, you know. Cook dinner. Yeah. And then um, you've been gone now since 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. And now it's 730. Yeah. And you got no you time. So mm-hmm. here's what I do know. When you stop getting any you time, you start getting pretty cranky. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's just the reality of it. And it happens to me, it happens to people who come in here. And, um, you know, I think probably Tara Hewitt is the one who brought this topic up. And I think, uh, one of the reasons she did was she's had injuries before from cert, like she's had surgeries and, She's had to basically completely restart all of CrossFit because mm-hmm. she lost her midline stability, blah, blah, blah. But then her kids are in sports. Well, she started this last year, this past, maybe this past fall. Mm-hmm. She actually went and got some dumbbells. And while her kids were practicing, she was doing our wad for the day nice. as much as possible in the parking lot. That's, that's smart. And uh, so it was like, instead of sitting there watching them run around, you know, because her kids are young. It's not like, you know, I... Kids when they're young, man, they're just literally, they don't know what the hell they're doing. They're yeah, playing yeah. in the grass. Yeah. yeah when my they're kids picking. were, when my boys were five years old and playing soccer, it was like, I called it cattle soccer, you know, <laughs> just like a, a, a mass of little bodies following the ball. Following the ball. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, so she started doing the workouts. So that's a good option. I mm-hmm. think for people is, um, well, more, maximizing the use of her time and still getting that, that burn. Yeah maybe not, you know, here at excess, but, but she's still, getting it in. Absolutely. And you know. your peace of mind is somewhat settled when a couple things, one, you got your workout in two, you didn't have to watch all these little kids run around after a ball. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I mean, I'm all about sports and I'm all about developing kids, but there's no way, even as much as I love sports, I will ever would ever enjoy watching little kids run around falling a ball. I don't care. I just, that doesn't interest <laughs> me at all. And, uh, that's why when I was, uh, coaching baseball, I would, I always refused. I would never coach anybody under 
junior high ever. Because at junior high, that's when it starts getting real. Yeah. And then high school, obviously, that's when it's really serious. I'm not, it takes a special person to develop little, little kids. That's not me. <laughs> and that's just the reality of it. I and, could, and we talked about, you know, one of those things, knowing your weaknesses. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it's, I just have no, no interest in it. Like It's a challenge uh, for you. Oh, I don't know. We had the kids camp. We did some good things, but you know, it's just, it's just not me. I, mm-hmm. uh, I like the more in-depth fine tuning. Yeah. You want to, you want to have access to that demographic when you can start giving them tools like finer yeah. tools. Yeah. Right. Oh no, I get that dude. Yeah. Don't come to me if you can't, you know, piss by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't go to the bathroom and wipe your own butt, you can't, I can't train you. What was so that, also uh, if you're like 80 and older, don't talk to me either. <laughs> if you can't wipe your own butt. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, Jenna, <laughs> is, is this, is this where she crossed the line? Uh, you Not know, quite. She's just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> No, I definitely would like to work with older people, but you know, they can't help it. That they used to be able to, and now they can't. Neither can yeah. little kids. Oh yeah, they can. They can't help it. Don't, don't just let it go. So going on to that, yeah. uh, talking about the kids and the scheduling. So I think family can also fall under this, uh, this category, especially for those of you, um, God bless you that are military spouses. There's a lot of times things get, just get dropped on you. Um, spouse has an exercise or you like in my instance, you know, I had five days notice that I had got deployed. Um, that kind of, that kind of rocked my wife's world, you know, and God bless her for all she had to suffer through while I was, you know, in Qatar DJing once a week, you know, and eating <laughs> some of freedom. Yeah, defending freedom, eating some of the best food I've ever eaten in my life. But, you know, great. You know, even though I had it okay, she still had uh, her responsibilities plus my responsibilities plus the kids and trying to get her fitness in on top of that, you know, with her being a nurse, you know, I know that a lot of you out there are nurses that life is a uh, pretty challenging because very rarely do you find a nursing job where it's just a straight eight, eight hours, five days a week. You guys are working crazy schedules and you kind of, it's, it's like a, uh, it's, you don't, you never know what you're walking into, you know, especially if you're a hospital nurse, you know, one day you could have like real easy patients that can manage themselves and you just got to check on them every couple hours to the next day where like, you have to have like almost a two to one ratio on a particular patient. So shout out to all the nurses out there. Yeah. Go yeah. Mel. <laughs> yeah. Nursing's, nursing's tough work, man. It's once again, it takes a special person. I think that and law enforcement and firefighters, mm-hmm. first responders, they'll take a special person to do it and do it right. Yeah. I think that's the big thing is anybody can do it, but if you do it right and put care into it, mm-hmm. that's what separates them. So, but even, um, if, you know, taking away that military first responder type nursing, all those kinds of gigs, you know, within life, you know, if you have someone that's, you know, helping you raise some kids or just in general, I mean, cause Jenna, you have dogs and I know your dogs require a lot of attention, you know, and you're kind of raising them all on your own single yeah. dog mom. Yeah. Hashtag single dog mom. Everyone <laughs> feel bad for me for a sec. Is that all one hashtag? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't think, I don't think I'll fit. I don't fit if we can drop that other dumbass. One. What's it called? Fisher and I told you it's like the Harry Potter dude. I can't say it, but, uh, going outside of your family that lives in the house, you know, I think we've talked about the balance piece and we talked about external stressors. Sometimes you get that text message from your crazy aunt, you know, and then you got to go take care of that or ignore it or ignore it and then deal with the repercussions of that. But, you know, sometimes your family isn't just the people that live with you, but they're still part of your relatives that require attention. Yeah. I mean, 
everything can, there's, I don't know, there's more that can take away from fitness that, and then there is to more that can, can be, contribute can, to fitness. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a very solid statement. That's, and that's I very think true. That's what makes it hard is, um, you know, CrossFit isn't your job, no. right? You're paying to do it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there's certain time. It's not like a 24 hour where you can just do it anytime. anytime like you feel you like, yeah. and, um, so, and not that you would want unless to. you follow Brody Mays's remote coaching, then you can do it wherever you want, whenever you want. It's on sale for <laughs> four ninety nine a month. First month's a dollar. No, four hundred ninety nine. Oh. First month's a dollar. <laughs> wave the enrollment. Fee. Je Jenna's on the dollar program. <laughs> if you can tell with their broken hip, but um, no, I I think that when you start letting all that stuff, we've already talked about self doubt and things like that. So let's say you know the season kicks off and you've missed now you know, two or three weeks of regular working out. You've maybe got two, maybe three workouts in. Um, when you're now, used to doing five. Yep. Per day or per week. And so you're basically losing, you know, from 15 down to three, that's pretty tough. And then what happens is you start feeling bad about yourself. Um, the way you look, the way you feel, you're always angry. You have no stress relief. Your life doesn't stop. The only thing that's been removed was the one thing that kept you somewhat sane. Mm -hmm. And now, um, you know, I think that's probably why Tara did what she did is to take, take, take a set of dumbbells. And it's pretty simple to replace any barbell with that. And, mm -hmm. and sometimes she would send me some questions for modifications, but it just shows that even though it, it's not the best situation, you can either bitch about it or you can you do, do something, something about it. it. Yeah. And that's kind of like the whole games and open thing. Like it is what it is now. Like, mm -hmm. We have, kid, we have no control over you've, it. You have allowed your kids to do sports mm -hmm. and cause they wanted to do sports. So now you got this crazy idea that you want your kids to be healthy. Right. <laughs> How dare you? Um, to take away from your own. Yes. Right. And so now you have to accept it and now do something about it. So there's a, it's a double-edged sword. Yes, it sucks. And yeah, you're not going to get to the gym, but you can still post your scores online. You mm -hmm. can put your modifications in, talk to your coaches. They'll help you out. Go grab a set of, invest another 70 bucks, get a couple set of dumbbells mm -hmm. with different weights and stop bitching about it. Make something happen and go take that practice time and get a wad in. Yeah. And, you know, it's yeah. Cause I mean, it's safe to say <clears throat> if you have teenagers there, I mean, their practice is going to be at least an hour, mm -hmm. you know, and you can do well, something. I mean, okay. no, you need five minutes to be honest. Well, but I'm saying, you know, you're going to have plenty of time yeah. to do something that will elevate your heart rate, you know, tax your CNS. Mm-hmm. And okay, so you have dumbbells and maybe you got a med ball and a vest or something. Well, I didn't get to do the rope climbs. Well, shit, you did everything else. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, that's how people are like, well, I don't want to modify it and not get, any, not get anything out of it. Dude, I don't need any equipment and I'll run your ass to the ground. So, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just another excuse. Yeah. I'm so sure you, I'm sure you can concoct some nasty yeah, body weight. No problem. You know, 20 minute EMOM or they can too. Yeah. They just don't want to do it. So get your ass off Instagram, get your ass off Facebook <laughs> um, and grab them dumbbells and take 10 minutes. And then I promise you'll feel better. Your kid's practice will almost be over and maybe you won't murder your kid when they step inside your vehicle. That's a stronger possibility. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll keep dipping back and forth into this workout aspect uh, throughout the rest of this episode, but something else when you're faced with those situations where you get out of your quote routine, mm -hmm your fitness routine yep. is the diet. Oh yeah. The old nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. I am, uh, 
very good at getting that wagon way off the path. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm fishtailing that bad boy as it's going down, <laughs> as it's, as it's riding across the desert, just like dust getting kicked up all mm-hmm. over the place. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I talk to people who have kids and are busy and, um, like we said, you know, what if they don't eat before practice? Now, where are you going to go? Mm-hmm. You're going to go through the drive-thru, get them food. Yeah. You're like, uh, you know what? I don't want to cook when I get home. So I'm just going to snag me something small. That's something small is like not small. No. And, uh, the school of Pos- the school of podcasting by Dave Jackson, it's the show that I referenced to you one time, but he, uh, was, was talking about how he was having weight problems and he was, he's not even talking about the fitness aspect of it, but he was talking about putting together the his show to talk about podcasting and mentoring people and all that stuff. And he said something I'll never forget. He's like, any food that comes through your window is not healthy. True. <laughs> yeah. That makes perfect sense. Actually noted. Yeah. But no, you're, you're crunch for time. You got to get your kid or let's say it's after practice, right? And practice ran over. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now which it, it does sometimes. And now you got to go home. You don't have food ready. You, they got to go to bed. They have to go to bed in an hour and do their schoolwork and mm-hmm. eat. So now you're under the, now you're under the clock. You haven't eaten probably since, I don't know, three o'clock. If you're lucky. Yeah. Now you're about five or six hours without eating. So now you haven't got to work out. People do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they eat every hour. Oh my God. The, the horror. Poor people. How can you go that long without eating? I do eat every hour. Anyway, go on. <laughs> Like I was saying, no. Um, so they haven't eaten for, you know, five hours. They're, they're in a crunch to get home, feed, finish their work, get them to bed. They have not eaten yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now they've been up since 6 a.m. to get the kids off to school. They're already at the end of their freaking wits because they've had no stress relief. Mm-hmm. And now they got to eat. So they don't feel like cooking. Mm-hmm. So now what? either getting some out of the microwave or out of the freezer that comes in a box that's loaded with uh, sodium. Yeah. You're just not making good choices. So here's what I do know for nutrition is, uh, there's some people that that, uh, eventually who can, you know, I try to have people not, you know, cheat per se on their definitely the first month, Mm -hmm. but some people need an extended period of where they can't really revisit those foods for a good period of time because it's all mental. Um, it's people who have bad eating habits or who are really overweight have a special attachment to food. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's no different than um, someone's addicted to some sort of like cigarettes or cigarettes whatever, or you know. drug, because when you get off of it and you don't think about it, but then you smell someone light up a cigarette and mm-hmm. you're like, Oh Yeah. Or, and then you're like, well, I'll just have one. You have that emotional response. Yep. Okay. And yeah, that, that, cause it's too soon. You know, I think there's a period in time where eventually that goes away and you don't even care. Right. Mm-hmm. But if it's too soon, it, it can cause you to walk back down that path. Mm-hmm. So you have this one time that you're eating bad and you're like, oh, it's just one time. It's not a big deal. And that's the, they're, they're right. right. Yeah. They're absolutely right. But, but the, yeah. the repercussions of that for some people will put them completely It'll, it'll throw them just throw them way off track because they're already they already feel like crap about themselves because they're not working out a lot. They've been, they've been working hard to modify their behaviors, mm-hmm. and a little drop in the in the bucket. It's all it is. Yeah, and so they're already stressed out. They're already not feeling good about themselves. Not working out. Their endorphins aren't you know haven't been released. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I was just talking to someone nutrition and they ate, they ate bad because they were having a bad day. And I said, did that make your day better? Mm. And they're like, that's a real question. Yeah. It's like, absolutely not. Actually, I got a headache and I didn't feel good. I said, then why do it? Yeah. That's your body telling you something. If you're going to eat, do it as in like, okay, I'm, I'm going to eat, right? I'm eating bad. Don't do it because oh, I had a bad day. Don't use it as an excuse yeah, that's all to justify is. what you failed to prep yeah. for mm-hmm. or schedule for. Yeah. Well, I just had a really bad day. I had a bad week. Well, okay. So we'll eat bad for seven days. What's that actually accomplish you? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Did you feel better? Did it change the outcome of everything is going bad? Did, did it really save you that much time? It wasn't, it's not even about time. But I mean, but a lot of times people say, well, well, I didn't have time to X. Okay. Well, did eating that, you know, thousand calorie Big Mac, did that help anything? Yeah, it it doesn't. They just try to, people always, they'll try to attach things, (laughs) other things to make an excuse for their actions Mm -hmm. and just. We've all done it. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Own up to it and then, you know, see what happens. And I, but I think that question you just stated, um, did, what did that do for you? Yeah. Did that help? It doesn't yeah. ask yourself the next time that you get off yep. your food. Is this really, is this really going to do anything? You know, I'm not saying you always have to stay so attached to your goals, but you have to cling on to something when times are tough. And I think that when your schedule's off, kids are everywhere. Your stress is at all time high. You have to find something to cling on to, or you're going to make bad decisions and you're not going to be very pleasant to be around. You start making bad decisions in a vacuum. And we see this in everything. Uh, we, we've talked about this in um, business. You know, when you said when people overreact, yeah, we see it in sports, yeah. Uh, you know, with coaching, and then we even well, I'm sure we'll see it for the next three weeks during the CrossFit Open. <laughs> everything starts flaring out, like oh, I'm just gonna go harder. And next thing you know, they're dead. They're dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Jen? <laughs> what? I mean, because uh, we've had talks about before we're, you know, trying to find balance between all these things and you put some pretty lofty goals on yourself. And, you know, like, like I was saying, everybody's fallen short. I mean, what, like, how do you help yourself not get to that point? Like, what do you do? What tools do you use? Like what steps do you take? Mm, sometimes I think that like just allowing yourself to eat something that you're craving Like if you don't do that, then you're just going to end up binge eating, which is what I used to do because I would Mm -hmm. like eat the same thing every day, get burnout from that. And then I would start just like, you start making really bad choices. I just just want everything bad because, and then it's like a whole cheat day is what I would do. And like every meal, everything I would eat would just be trash. And so then for the next couple of days, I feel like crap, but, um, I, but in the same sense, I'm like the kind of person that if I eat like pizza and ice cream or something, then the next day I'll be like, well, you know, like I competed this past weekend. It's like Brody said, kind of just like making an excuse mm-hmm. or reason to eat a certain way. Um, but I normally, I mean, I even fall into like a cycle of days on end of bad eating and then you have to like reel yourself back in like, okay, this isn't, and I really don't eat that bad. But so I, I think we've talked about it before. I have like a protein bar addiction. And, um, <laughs> hi, my name's Jenna and I have a protein bar addiction. Hi, Jenna. This is a real thing. I'm actually going to scoop up. Oh, he's, he's going to go look in her bag while she's talking this about this. It's not supposed to have any in it, but I'm about to check it. 
I don't think I think I have a protein cookie. <laughs> right, so oh wait, yeah, I do have a pro. I have. I got the bag of rice cakes. Now that she's having the shakedown, she starts admitting things. I got a scale. Yeah, this is like <laughs> <laughs> this is like in cops. <laughs> do you can, have any? Do you have can, any? Can, uh, do you have any weapons or drug paraphernalia that I need to know about before <laughs> I search this equipment? Can I, can I search your car? Oh no problem, no problem, no problem. But and if then, I if I'm not close to the glove box, and they're yeah. like, that's not my gun. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. I have half eaten protein cake bites. <laughs> A wallet. <laughs> Holy shit. I got Ooh, that uh, looks yummy. half a bag of. If anybody knows me, they know I got my snack bag granola. all the time. Yeah, okay. the bare naked. If you've never had that granola, that's that's good stuff. Got a banana. I don't know. Hopefully there's no female shit in here. <laughs> Maybe. I got some sweet potato apple puree. I got a <laughs> Lenny and Larry's. Oh, Lenny and Larry's. Those are majestic. I got hurt. Is these are stupid drops. Yeah. So, no, no. so question about your snack bag though. Why do you carry that around? So I have low blood sugar. I always have had it. For, You're, of course you have low blood sugar for You're a long time. Every 30 seconds of your life. Yeah. So if, um, if, like, honestly, people, I mean, bro, see me, um, have like, <laughs> I'll, I'll freak out if I don't have something with uh -huh. me. Um, we'll, go, we'll be done, done competing. Well, we just did this. Yeah. We'll go eat somewhere and. Like I'll have a bar with me or no, we like I'll to, eat we something. Went to, uh, after we competed the one day at the Arnold, um, we went to bunkers, show up. She it, sits down, her meals delivered. Oh, you she called? called ahead. Nice. I know somebody, we had friends that were already there. So I already asked them because I hadn't eaten for like five hours. That's a really long time for me. I haven't either. But if you have that, <laughs> but, anyways, but going back to your snack bag, yeah. do you find that that helps you, uh, or that, that maybe prevents you from making some really horrible choices by having that with you. I, yeah. And I like just your feel whoopee, your, better. Your, your, uh, your meal will be almost. I just get like, I get shaky and stuff. Uh -huh. And so like, it just, it makes me feel better knowing that I have stuff with me, but like when I am in a hurry, wherever I'm going, um, if I'm like have a photo session or something, mm -hmm. I always have something with me, even if I'm running behind. And, so, and that's something that I do, um, when I'm DJing events, yeah. uh, I think, yeah, I've told the story here. The first time I DJed for bro, I wasn't really sure what I was getting into and I <laughs> didn't would never agree to it. <laughs> and I didn't bring any snacks with me. So I was like, I was running on fumes and I, like, I, I felt like I did a really horrible performance. Luckily he didn't know, but actually I learned a lesson from that. And ever since then in my DJ bag, I carry like Justin's peanut butter with me. Um, I'll throw some snack bags. I keep a couple bottles of water in there now. Cause even like when I'm doing shows, like for non-fitness related stuff, I always have those little bitty snacks with me to keep my calories up because there's been times when just the day gets away from me. And I was like, Oh, I got this show shit. I told you, you know, I didn't get a chance to eat because you know, my, my work life where you know, I, I was on a, a phone call longer than I expected to be with my <laughs> earpieces bro harasses me about it. But by, because let's just face it, the places I'm DJing, they're not really health conscious people. You know, there's uh, lots of alcohol, lots of probably pizza and fried stuff maybe. And, uh, so there's, I'm not going to be able to have an option of getting like a salad with a chicken breast on it. Yeah. I think when you're busy like that too, you forget how long it was since you last drank water. Or mm -hmm. ate. Cause I know like when I'm shooting a wedding, I'm like, holy crap, I haven't drank water yeah. in four hours. Yeah. Yeah. Especially cause we've, we've done a couple of weddings together. So yeah. I, I've learned, uh, since doing those types of things that, you know, I still got to keep my hydration up. So I've actually have like a folder that has songs that are a little bit longer in it. 
So that way I can play the song, run to the bathroom and not have to worry about it ending before I come back and play the next track. So uh, these little hacks like bro is talking about in terms of scheduling, if you create, I guess, for lack of a better term, bug out bags, you know, <laughs> to prevent yourself from falling into these, these holes, it can probably help you. And I, I've tested it before on this show, you know, I was a fat kid growing up, so I have that emotional attachment to food and I've always forever fearful of becoming fat again, but I do have those moments where I make really bad decisions. But we can't get caught up. We're talking one decision is one thing, but it's, it's this, the compounding of everything else is going on in your life. As far as the fitness, not being able to do it, the stress that that causes the unhappiness that you have when you look in the mirror, you feel like you're gaining weight when you probably haven't. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then all these factor into you thinking you need this horrible food, having a snack bag because she's going to pass out. It's one thing. But going through McDonald's because you're being lazy and you didn't prepare, that mm-hmm. you, and you know it's you know it's soccer season. You know your schedule's hectic. <laughs> your kids have been playing soccer for ten years, right? So <laughs> on the on the days they don't have practice on the weekend, then you got to prepare uh-huh. because I think anything that we do, you have two options: prepare for it or don't prepare for it. And that's pretty simple. With those two options, you're going to get results that are catered towards the decisions you made. If you don't prepare, you're not going to have food. If you don't have food, you're going to make bad choices. Mm-hmm. If you make bad choices. You're going to kill your kids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or, okay. If you have food, okay. You can make sure you like, I, Hey, I have soccer. I got to pack extra food. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm not working out, I'm going to stay on my nutrition because we know that if I can just like the, uh, the Navy SEAL said, uh, McRaven, oh. he, they make their bed every single day mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, he's at least done one thing, one right thing, right. Yeah. And if you can sit there at soccer practice, uh, while he's flipping through Instagram or whatever, at least you can be eating a meal. So you're not, you know, going into this deficit of starvation mm-hmm. where you're on the way home. You're like, I'm just grabbing a pizza because mm-hmm. I'm not messing with this. Right. Yeah. And then you're going to eat that. You're going to feel like crap because your nutrition's dialed in. And then you're going to be like, why did I do that? Now you're going to be mad at yourself because you made a choice that you decided to make. And your body's going to be a little pissed off at you too. Yeah. You're going to be shitting everywhere. <laughs> I think consistency is just. I mean, I know everybody's like consistency is key, but it is true. Like if you're consistent, because if you're consistently eating like shit, then you're going to consistently feel like shit. If you're Mm -hmm. consistently eating right and then you decide to sometimes eat something that is, it's not even a bad food. It's just not as. It's not what you typically eat. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where people get mixed up is. You know, I was actually talking to Eric uh, Klaus about this. He's like, you're talking about cheat days and things. And I was like, there's no such thing. It's like. Eventually, when you get your nutrition dialed in, you're going to say, I want pizza. And you go have pizza. And it's, it's, a, it's not even a... It's a meal. You don't even think about it. Yeah. It is what it is. Throw it in your phone. You're like, God, <laughs> 200 carbs. I'll give you an example. So Pat just went out to uh, Cheesecake Factory for his... Um, uh, for his, uh, what is his he? birthday? Is he 38, 39? I think he's 30. I think he's 50. He's 38. Yeah, 38, <laughs> but his, his body's basically 50. And, um, and he sent me because he i work with him for nutrition sends me a picture he's like think i'm gonna be over my numbers today and i was like where are you he's like cheesecake factory and i'm like dude you have to put in what you ate there at and you're my fitness because you just want to see what it looks I like said, the, the cheesecake factory is notorious notorious for having high calorie foods yeah. well, they're serving sizes like yeah their serving sizes are pretty massive for five people <laughs> well just wait like they have the biggest serving sizes i've ever seen so, um, I don't know, an hour or so had passed 
And, uh, he sent you a screenshot. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, maybe, maybe this will be our uh, cover photo for the week. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one he sends me is, so on my fitness pal, if you guys use it, um, his calories, he's negative 1,745. But he's just a, from this meal. Just, though, yeah, and this is just oh, one meal. Yes, this is one. His dinner was 219 carbs. Pasta, I'm assuming. No. Oh. Huh. 162.9 grams of fat. 162.9. And then 92 grams of protein. That was for a ribeye, green beans, mashed potatoes, and salted caramel cheesecake slice. One slice. One slice. How, much, how many calories slice, in that one slice? What do you think? Caramel salted. I'm going to say like 12, 1200. I already told you. I already know what it is. Oh, 1220. Ah, yeah, see, fat ways. kid. I'm a fat kid. I yes. know. I know so what that looks like. 220 calories and one slice of cheesecake. So <laughs> that's why I wanted to put in because that's pretty crazy. It's the thing is, his, but he's not eating that every day. It's not only that, but he's been crushing his nutrition. He's yeah. down. His body weights down. He's performing well. His yeah, he, he, he looked really good this at the Arnold. I mean, I, I've known him for a couple of years now. And Not usually how he looks out here. No, it? he looked yeah. he looked bigger than. I mean, Pat's a large. Okay, if you guys see pictures of me and bro, I, I go about six two, uh, two forty. That's my walk around weight. Um, but Pat, he makes me look like a small child. Like he's about a good head higher than me. I have to look up to talk to him. What are you laughing at? And uh. I'm just laughing. You're about to talk shit. No, he's like a gladiator. Yeah. And and Pat is just, he's a large individual. Like he's definitely on my uh, zombie apocalypse squad. uh, When it all goes down. He doesn't have good mobility. He he doesn't have good mobility, but he's, he's huge and he can carry a 60 if we, if we need him. But uh, when he was, yeah, so seeing him at the Arnold, like, Am yeah, on your he, team? he's pretty huge. He's pretty huge. Yeah. Cause you're going to take all the pictures. Oh, okay. Uh, bro's going to run all the conditioning. <laughs> Got to have cardio. The The rules of the zombie apocalypse, Dude, man. I'm going to be smoking zombies. Always yeah. double tap. <laughs> Got to have cardio. Yeah. He should be your shooter. Wear your seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that, you know, I wanted to put it in there, not, not to track his food, but it's just interesting to see what you would normally eat and not even think about it. Yeah. And then that compounds onto everything else you eat and to be negative 1400 calories when his daily is right at 3000, yeah. I think right now. So for that, one meal. Yes. That's, that's crazy to think about that. Grams of fat. Yeah. That's insane. And we're not dissing the cheesecake factory. It's, it's good food. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty crappy. But, but that's horrible. <laughs> that, that's horrible. I mean, you can go to other places and get so much better quality food. And I think that's the problem is, it is a chain. It is not. Mm-hmm. It, you can go to a regular restaurant that is a legit place to eat. That has good food it's gonna and be good a, cheesecake. It's going to be a fraction of that because they're not using all these fillers. All this, yeah. If that's even like measured, right? That's just accurate. You know? What do you mean? That's not like totally accurate. Like, oh, that's just an estimate. Bell. Yeah. So just balancing all this stuff out, you know, most of us have professions. Most of us have family. Most of, of us have adopted some form of a, a fitness methodology in our lives. Um, but just like when one of these things gets out of balance, you know, then you're weakening the entire structure. Yeah. You, you have to be cognizant and be real about the, the balance of your energy in these, you know, different areas of your life. Um, are you getting all yogi on us or something? <laughs> so these, these are like some of my first sergeant talks Namaste. that I had to give my new, my new leaders. Is this where I get lavender on the back of my neck and get my nap? 
Do I get my nap today? <laughs> Have some uh, yak's milk. <laughs> but, um, you know, making sure all these things are in balance and we all are going to get a little off kilter at one time or another, because I'd argue that most of you just like us are passionate people. When, when something happens, you, you want to give it just full attention, whether it's a family member that needs you or you're getting ready for the open and you're putting more time towards your fitness or, you know, you're very proud of your kids, you know, because they're just made the varsity soccer team or whatever, you know, there's, there's always some force that pulls you in one direction or another. But as bro likes to always add, you know, once you start getting off balance, you have to be cognizant and be smart about, okay, how do I get everything back, back, back leveled out? Yeah. I think that getting it back is tough. I always tell people that, um, going back to CrossFit or getting back into it after a long period of time is harder than starting CrossFit. And the fact is, you know, it's coming. <laughs> you do. It's true. You know, you, 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 maybe you went on a two, eight, two week vacation, come back and the first like three or four workouts, it are feels all, like you've never done CrossFit are all workouts before. that just are not in your wheelhouse. It doesn't matter yeah. what it is. It could be the warm up. You're like, Holy <laughs> yeah, like, what is this? And then, um, but now let's say you missed six weeks mm-hmm. because of sports and you know what the, like where you used to be, that's where people really get hung up on. Mm-hmm. Oh, I used to be able to do this. I don't care what you used to be able to do. Can yeah. you still, because I need that as a measurable, like, I really don't care what you used to be able to do. You may have ate too many cheesecake slices while you were on that, while you were on that two week cruise. Hey, we got to go back up to a black band. Who cares? Yeah. It is what it is. We just have to get back to that. And, um, people get really caught up on what they used to be able to do and what they used to look like. So that's their first demon. Yeah. And I think that not only plays into the, Oh, I've missed the gym for six weeks, but then we also sometimes see people like, well, I used to look like this in yeah. college or high school, Oh my, you know, and, and that that's, that can, that can be dangerous. That can be dangerous in the respect that you will never give yourself the ability or to reinvent yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do not have the metabolism I had at, at 25 What? and I, <laughs> I don't have the athletic capacity that I had at 25, but I'm the, I, I'm always constantly trying to be the best version of this version of me. Yeah. So you got to get past that. The fact of not what you did or could do six weeks ago or how, what man, I was in the best shape of my life. I just got done competing, blah, blah, blah. And now I can't even complete this workout. Mm-hmm. All right. So now you're finally back in. Okay. You finally, your kid's schedule is done and you're finally back in the first week of CrossFit and you hate CrossFit now because you can't do what you <laughs> used to do. Oh my God. Do you know how much I, I'm so mad. I'm so just, it's life. Shut up. You've made the first step. Yeah. You're here. Yes. People never give themselves credit. And the person on my left is the one of the worst about it. Like never give yourself enough credit. And it drives me up a damn wall as, as an owner. It's one of the most frustrating things I have to deal with on a daily basis is no one's ever happy. No one's ever content. Okay. And then say so if they're never happy, never content, oh, she's a good example of this one. And if you're never happy and never content, and then I go up to her, like she just did 19.2 and she finishes it and I watched her do it and I go up <laughs> now, mind you, this is right after she just finished roughly. And I may have given her two or three minutes and I said, uh, what happened? And she says, what do you mean? And I said, 
what happened? I, I thought you were going to get, get more. She's like, I did my best. I'm like, okay, well, I don't, that wasn't your best. And, um, it wasn't her best. And she's like, well, I about puked. I'm like, that's okay. You had two minutes to puke and get more than one clean. So she made it to the fourth barbell and she hit a clean at the 175 and it was like butter, mm-hmm. but it took her forever. Cause she, she will never believe me, but I believe she didn't have enough confidence to walk up to the bar because she's been dealing with her hip. Mm-hmm. And it was, even though she did gag on her gum cause it disintegrated or whatever excuse she gave me. And she was spitting in a trash can. She still had two minutes to get more than one clean. So when you do confront someone and you do say something like, Hey, I know you could have done better. The same person who just was pissed about themselves a couple of weeks ago for the same thing. Now mm-hmm. it's a problem because I expected them <laughs> to do better. And I think that's a common thing that people deal with. And Jenna's a really good example on falling off the wagon because when you have an injury, I think that's something we can also can kind of talk yeah. about an injury of some sort. And let's say you got to modify things, you know, for six months, Jenna didn't squat. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and something similar happened to me. Like the, I was a couple weeks out from the end of my deployment and I tore my MCL and, you know, obviously aside from DJing and eating good food, I was working out a lot and I was probably, you know, in this version of me, I was probably like in the best shape of my life and I was ready. I was ready for the open and everything jack up my MCL. And then I couldn't squat, couldn't run. Um, you know, I struggled to row and it was very like, then there were some times where I gave in. I just didn't go because I was upset because I wasn't as good as I was a couple of months ago. Yeah. And once I pulled my head out of my ass and just started working back and trying to get back to where I was, I felt a lot better. So what's it been like for you coming off of your hip? I mean, it's discouraging at times, especially to see like how far you were and then other people are like surpassing you that, I mean, yeah, it is a comparison thing. No, that's, I I want to say something real quick. I think what she just said is a lot of things people don't ever think about as in, it's not only you not be able to go or be better what you used to be. Mm -hmm. It's everybody else is now passing you. You used to have a strong squat. Well, if you don't squat for a year. Yeah you don't have a strong squat anymore. Now everybody got to build it back up. So go ahead. Uh, I, it's like a grieving process. I've said that before. Mm. Um, just it's a good, whole it's a good thing. Analogy. It's yeah. like, it's really, like I said, it's discouraging. Um, depressing, especially when you're like competitive. If you're just like, I mean, even if you're just here to be healthy, it's mm-hmm. still like, it's you're human. It's not where you no, once and were. And that's the phase I was, you know, I'm not a competitive person, but I was, it was, I was a little bit depressed because I couldn't work out as hard as I was previously. Yeah. You know, I was excited to come back, you know, stronger and maybe a little bit faster. Yeah. Probably I, not much. I never like <laughs> not came. I still like did mm-hmm. stuff and we modified whatever I had to modify, even if I was like, Ugh. and we had a lot of moments is what I like to call them. A lot of moments. Yeah. But, <laughs> And, but what I always say is like getting to the gym is the hardest part. If you can get to the gym, the rest is easy. I'm, I mean, I'm lucky in the sense I didn't, I mean, I probably should have had surgery and I probably will have to have that on both of mine, but there are some people that have that surgery and then they like Jenny Borda, like, and then she never gets that range of range of motion back. And mm-hmm. then her whole life is completely altered. But I listened to her on, um, a she did like a podcast episode and 
just talking about how she can't even like go back into trying to do CrossFit because she can't do it. And it's just so frustrating for her. And mm -hmm. I feel like it was kind of that way with me at first, just like, well, if I can't do what I used to do, then I don't want to do it at all. <laughs> that was kind of my mindset um, for a short period of time. But I still, you still struggle with that, in my yeah. opinion. I mean, I don't know if it'll ever go until you feel completely confident in all your movements. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I still have pain and stuff like that, but. Uh, well, I just give you an example. We're at the Arnold competing and we're at the very last, we're in finals, last workout and it's a really good workout for us. And then, um, Jenna's out on the wall floor and she's supposed to do X amount of reps. She comes back early and she's like, my hips hurting. Okay. And so I'm like, all right, well, I understand that, uh, because she does have a hip impingement. Well, we were talking about it. I think it was afterwards and she was out there and she said, well, when I was doing them, my knees were basically touching meaning they were swimming in. She didn't have any strength in her legs. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm watching these and she's doing them. It looks like it's a feather. There's mm -hmm. really good position. So like the perception of what she, what she thought was yes. going on. Okay. And I'll give it the perception of when someone says, Oh man, that looked really easy. And you're like, dude, I about died when I was standing that up. Yeah. Her perception was like her knees were almost touching. Doing the, stank, out of, doing she, the stanky mm -hmm. leg. Yeah. And I'm watching these cleans like, Holy crap. They look great. It looked like old Jenna cleans. Like, mm -hmm. Really, really good firing out of the bottom. And I was like, I was like, this is sick. She's going to crush it. Then she comes back early. Mm -hmm. Well, in her brain, this is the sensations that she's having. Mm -hmm. And until she sees the video, she didn't believe me. Mm -hmm. Well, my knees were touching. No, they weren't. Yes, they were. I felt them. <laughs> I'm like, Mother effort. I watched this thing. Yeah. And th but that's the thing. Your brain can play tricks on you like mm -hmm. that. So yeah. coming back from an injury can be very challenging. Not only that, but you get phantom pains. I mean, this is a huge yeah. thing. People who have ever had a disc issue. You could have a complete disc. Uh, say you had, say you had to have surgery. Mm -hmm. You had to have it trimmed. Uh, after recovery, you're completely good to go. You'll get these phantom pains of that area because it's been your uh, brain has been conditioned for that. Yeah, it has constantly been hurting in that area for so long. You're completely healed, but you'll get this phantom pains. So you start to do something. You're like, oh no, I'm done. I can't. Yeah. I can't do that. And you try to convince someone that's injured that they're okay. It's hard to. You can't. And yeah, after I had my uh, hip replacements, uh, I had that same issue. Like I would have the mental sensation that I was having pain in my hips, but I was like, wait a minute. I don't have. Yeah. It, it, it's all metal now. Why am I feeling I'll give you pain? Another good example. <laughs> my dad had his, um, he had hip replacement as well, right? Well, he did, but he had both his knees replaced uh -huh. and, um, he put it off for almost 10 years. So actually his knees started kind of bowing out a little bit and he always walked with a limp, always walked with a limp. He gets his knee replaced, goes through complete therapy. He's and he, done. And he, he kept has walking a limp. limp again. Yeah. He don't have to have, he don't have, he don't have a limp anymore. He doesn't anymore. have pain there There's anymore. no pain, but yeah. his body. His brain is told him. a brand new knee, works per perfectly fine, legs straight, completely rehabbed, ready to go. And he's limping. Mm -hmm. They're like, why are you limping? He's like, I've been limping for 10 years. <laughs> so you, it's just one of those things is coming back from injury is huge. Coming back off of a hectic schedule is huge. Mm -hmm. But in the end, you have yeah, to make a choice. Trying to get back to center. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You have to make a choice. Um, Jenna and, could, and you have to have a plan. Well, yeah. Jenna yeah. could have come in or not come in. She could have come in and you know, we've, we've had our head budding moments to where, you know, I had to basically tell her stop, you know, being a little bee sometimes mm -hmm. and you got to go. And I've had really good help with, from Eric because you know, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. Eric's, Eric's the in-house PT. <clears throat> 
and for him to be able to say things and kind of reinforce or give different options for her is huge because not saying that she doesn't trust me, but sometimes people that you know for a longer period of time, it's not that you don't trust them. You just kind of get accumulated or accustomed to what they say and things. And uh, an outside party, you know, it is sometimes you can tell someone a hundred things and then someone tells them the same thing once and they do it. And I'm like, <clears throat> I'm done. Like, sorry, 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 <coughs> sorry, Melissa. But that's what it's like is it's, it's, it's just I mean, not Mel does the same thing. She'll tell yeah. me the same thing over and over. Somebody will tell me something the same exact yeah. way, but just different because mm-hmm. it's coming from a different person. Yep. I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. And yep. she'll just look at me like she wants to like murder me. That'd be Jenna. It'd either, be, exactly. it'd either be from Eric or some damn thing she read on freaking Instagram. She'll send it to me. I'm hey, like, bro, have you ever seen this? I've oh been, my God. I've been telling you that for four years. Oh yeah. yeah but it just sounds different. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Why? Cause I don't have doctorate into my name. Like I don't understand. Like, okay. But you, what always comes down to everything that we do, we have a choice. We can, yep. we could, she could have avoided it. She could have not squatted another day in her life because, oh, I or have she could have just quit, like she said. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's tough. You know, Jenny, I know, is going through, uh, she's had two major surgeries now. And I believe the second one was much better for her. So I know that the first portion she couldn't do CrossFit. She mm-hmm. was, um, uh, I talked to her at a competition and, you know, she was frustrated. She couldn't even, she does gymnastic seminars and she couldn't even demonstrate a mm-hmm. movement in a gymnastic seminar. She couldn't even demonstrate a movement in class when she's training class mm-hmm. as a trainer. That's pretty discouraging. Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially when you're a multiple regional athlete, like she was as an individual and you're used to be able to do the most, what we could consider challenging. Mm-hmm. She would make it look simple mm-hmm. and being a gymnast, obviously. Yeah. But damn gymnast. Yes. No, you, you make the choice to do or do don't do. And just like Yoda said, yeah, do or do not. There is no try, but you had to say it in the voice. <laughs> um, and just think what would Jenna have accomplished if she didn't try, she'd be at the same spot mm-hmm. worse. She'd probably, be, she'd be worse. She's going to use, lose even more, even more structural stability around that joint. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause she didn't have it fixed. So what'd she have to do? She had to build up everything around it to mm-hmm. give it more support. I had to do my <laughs> Jane Fonda exercises. Literally. Damn <laughs> clamshells and the leg lifts, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One and two. I did it nonstop two. for like a long time. But that's the thing is you can come back from it and do something about it. Okay. And accept where you are, which is in my opinion for her, what is, and has always been the hardest point of her maxes are so irrelevant to what they used to be on a full clean because she's working on a different version of herself yeah and or you can not come back and you can actually go completely backwards and then you're going to lose every aspect not mm-hmm. only physically but mentally so you know diet balance um the fitness part family and the schedule you know these are all things that can have negative impacts on your forward progress but you know just take a step back uh, don't let that wagon get too far off the, off the path and, uh, you'll make it back. If you, just, you have good you, people around yeah. you too, they help bring you back and check on you. Bros. <laughs> you guys want to say? 
What? <laughs> I was just gonna get my water. But they'll help you get back on track. about good people. Yeah, I, surrounding. I, I think I heard a compliment in there somewhere. Mm-mm. It was a side. It was a side. A side underhanded compliment. The day I get a compliment from Jenna would be the day that I go to CrossFit Games. <laughs> for- not true. Just maybe not publicly. All right, guys. Yeah. Um, it's going to happen to you just when it happens, just managing the situation, uh, dealing with it face face on and coming up with a plan. Um, we've all been there. You're not going to be the first one or the last one. So we're all here for you. You'll feel better if you try and fail than rather if you don't just try don't and try all. Yeah. Yep. Just the way it is. All right. That brings this week's episode to a close. I'm Mo and I'm out. Peace. Bye. Thank you for listening to the One More Rep Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at One More Rep Podcast or on Twitter at Can I Get One More or shoot us an email at Can I Get One More at gmail.com. Man, ICP took me way back. <laughs> I have, I think, three copies of their first album because remember they were all different colors uh-huh. and uh, I just bought them all just because. Them and their fango. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> the fango. <laughs> fango. Yeah, they all drink fango. That's their drink. Yeah, it's fango. And, and then, uh, like at their concerts, they would take it and shake it up and spray it over the entire crowd. Yeah. Bottles of fango. The big ones. Like did, the two did they, liters. Do they have the two liters here? Yeah. <laughs> First time I ever saw that was in Texas. I was like, I was like, what's wrong with that bottle of soda? It's big. Yeah, the two liter. <laughs> liter cola. You don't have a liter of cola, do you? Is that Farva? Yeah. Speaking of cocaine, I learned over the weekend at the Arnold that that is the second largest event attributed to human trafficking. Yes, Pat was telling me that. Oh my second, God. second to the Super Bowl. Yep. That blew my mind. Yeah. But then I, as I started to think about it, I was like, well, what else is there that's bigger than the Super Bowl? Or sorry, what what else is after the Super Bowl? I mean, World Series. I mean, that's a number of the games, Arnold? so you don't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but the, I mean, think about the World Series. You know, it travels back and forth. Same thing with NBA and NHL. So it's not like one massive collection of people. Like, how do they get them? Do they take people? Like, kidnap them? So Pat was telling me what they do is they they put on a front, basically, like they're part of some sort of modeling like, agencies, some sort of agency. Yeah. And then they That's set, the big up, one. set up a meeting. The next thing they know, they wake up, they're in Michigan, blindfolded in the back of a van. Mm. With, yeah, with no wallet, no ID, nothing. And then next thing, they're shipped overseas. Yep. Oh, my God. Because my daughter, she's like the prime example of someone who could get fucking snatched up in, in the middle of the day. I mean, she's, you know, 5'3", probably weighs 120 pounds on a good day. And she's, I mean, she's feisty. And she, I've, I've taught her shit. Like, I've taught her how to choke people and, like, how to fight her way out. But... I've just heard you know. to pee yourself or poop yourself. Is that all I needed to do? Was shit my pants? Yeah, no one wants to take someone that's pooped themselves. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> that's what I've heard. That, that was, wasn't that, you, did you read that on a cereal box or what? No, that was in Aaron's book, I think. What? <laughs> I think Cindy actually told me that. Number one defensive technique, shit your pants. <laughs>